In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, Palm Sunday, Jesus rides into Jerusalem for one reason, and one reason alone. You just sang the reason, didn't you? Ride on, ride on in majesty, in lowly pomp, ride on to die. Jesus is coming to Jerusalem to die, to be killed. He's a dead man riding that donkey into town. He has to die. There's no other option for you, for him. He has to die. He has to go to the cross to bleed, to suffer, to hang naked. He has to die. There's no other way. Now, it's not that Jesus deserved to die. He doesn't. He's God's only son in human flesh. He deserves glory, laud, and honor. He deserves praises and worship. He deserves praises and worship beyond what we can even imagine or provide. Even the palm branches waving, the shouting of, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Even the red carpet treatment with people throwing their cloaks in the road before him. Even that's not enough to give Jesus what he deserves. He is the king of heaven and earth. He's the one who was present at the creation of all that we know and see. He is the word that was spoken that brought all of this into existence. He is, as the famous Handel hymn that we'll hear at Easter, proclaimed him to be King of kings and Lord of lords. And we should praise him forever and ever and ever as such. Our epistle lesson says, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus deserves great glory. And the palms and the hosannas are not nearly enough to praise him. Especially considering why he rides into town. Jesus 
God in the flesh, King of kings and Lord of lords, rides in to die. Specifically, to die in your shoes, in your place. To pay the penalty that your sin deserves. Your sin that you have committed by your fault, your own fault, your own most grievous fault. Jesus deserved glory, but you, you were guilty. Your sin deserved death. You're the one who should have died, who should have been arrested, paraded through town, executed outside the walls of the city. You're the one who should have been killed for your actions. Jesus deserved glory, laud, and honor. You deserve death and damnation and hell. That's pretty harsh, Pastor. Why? Well, in our modern society, we usually reserve death sentences for those who have murdered. And you have murdered. Maybe not physically with your actions. Maybe you haven't strangled someone in your backyard and hid their body in your freezer, but you have murdered all the same. How? With your hate, your anger, at the people you meet on the street, at your neighbors who you don't get along with, at the person sitting across the sanctuary from you here at church. Even your hate, anger, and frustrating frustration at those who are closest to you, your family, your loved ones. Your hate and anger means that you've murdered them in your thoughts time and time again. You've murdered them when you've yelled at them. You've murdered them when you've sworn at them. You've murdered them when you've threatened violence against them. Yes, you. You have done that. And what does God say the penalty for your sin is? 
death. You deserve to die for your sin. And not just a temporal death here in this world, an eternal death, a fiery death, a hellish death, where the worm does not die, where the fire does not go out. That's the death you deserve for your sin. And so do I. If being a murderer wasn't enough, You're also an adulterer, aren't you? You've looked at other people with nasty, impure thoughts in your mind. You've looked at people's bodies inappropriately, compared them, contrasted them, Maybe you've even acted out on those nasty thoughts. Perhaps with another person, one who's not your spouse. Perhaps not all alone. You've seen pictures that you shouldn't see. Maybe you've downloaded them onto your computer or cell phone. You've done things that you wouldn't want to tell your mom or dad or grandma about, let alone to tell your God about. You've sinned. What's the consequence? For that sin, God says death. You deserve to die for your sin. So do I. If that wasn't enough, you've also stolen, haven't you? on purpose, or even by accident. You've borrowed something and failed to return it. You've withheld payment that could help support someone's physical well-being. You've hoarded things for yourself rather than using them for the love of your neighbor. Sometimes even for your closest neighbor, your family, your friends, in their times of need. You've been jealous of the things other people have and sought to keep up with the Joneses rather than be content with the things that God has given you. You've sinned. You've fallen short. And so you deserve to die. You also have gossiped. Not explained things in the kindest way. Not put the best construction on things. 
passed on things that you didn't know were true, spoken poorly of the people around you, complained of them behind their back, thought that you knew better. Maybe you've directly, publicly attacked someone on Facebook, on Twitter, or by replying all to an email, you've sinned. You deserve to die. Behind all of your sin is one common theme. You don't believe in God the way that you ought to. God is very clear with his word. You shall do this, you shall not do that. But we haven't believed that he was telling the truth. We haven't thought that that applied to us as much as it applies to other people. What does that say about our faith? The first commandment says we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. We're not really afraid that God will follow through on his punishment for our sin. If we were, we would avoid it. We don't really trust that God's word is beneficial and good for our life. If we did, we'd hear more of it. And all this ignoring of God's word says that we don't love God the way that we should. We sin. And for our sin, we deserve to die. We deserve to be arrested, chained, tried, marched through the streets, mocked, beaten, executed. That would be the just punishment for our sin. Yes, that's justice. That's what we deserve. Jesus marches in to Jerusalem. He deserves all glory, laud, and honor. We stand by and watch, and we deserve death and punishment and hell. And that's why it's so important to understand what Jesus is coming into town to do. He rides in to die. 
By his death, he takes care of your sin. He rides in for you, for your forgiveness. He rides on in majesty, in lowly pomp, riding on to die. He shows up at the trial that you should be standing accused in. But instead, he is accused. Not of his own sin, he didn't commit any, but of your sin, what you had done wrong. All those charges are levied at him. He's beaten the way that you deserve. He's spat upon. His beard is pulled out. He's mocked like your sin should be. That's why you hide it. He's found guilty for the things that you've done wrong. And he's killed on a cross for your sins. That's what St. Paul writes about in our epistle lesson. Though Jesus was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. It's front and center today, isn't it? A picture of the cross of Jesus. It'll be there all week. And when we look to the cross of Jesus where he agonizes, bleeds, and dies, we know that he does it all for us. It's all for you, for your sin, in your place, in your shoes, for what you've done wrong for your adultery, for your theft, for your gossip, for your lack of faith. It's like Jesus broke open your prison cell the day before the sentence was to be carried out. He switched places with you and let you go scot-free and took your punishment upon himself. In fact, it's even better than that. Not only does Jesus take your place in death, but he makes you take his place. No, not by you becoming a God, but by you becoming the adopted child of God through the waters of holy baptism. He gets death, you get life. It's the great switcheroo. 
You get all of the stuff that Jesus had, and he gets what you deserve. He goes to the cross to die. You get life, life to the full. He is separated from God on the cross. You get eternity face to face with God without fear of God. He gets abandoned, left alone. You get God's love, care, and provision. He is cursed on the tree. You are blessed, made innocent, washed in his blood, washed whiter than snow. He thirsts and is hungry shortly before he dies. You feast on the food of heaven. His body is broken, bruised, and bloodied. You are made whole and complete. Because Jesus dies in your place, this is the truth. God no longer holds your sin against you. Jesus has paid the penalty. That's for Jesus. Because he humbled himself by taking your place, God has now exalted him, raised him from the dead. God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name that is above every name. That's why at the name of Jesus we bow before him. That's why our tongues confess the reality in the creed, in the hymns, in our day and life. That's why we seek to obey his word, because he's God, who deserved all glory, laud, and honor, but also took our death, disgrace, and sin away from us forever. Dear friends in Christ, today is the beginning of Holy Week. Holy Week isn't just a day to have too many church services. It's not just a day to zone off and count the number of lights in the sanctuary. Holy Week isn't a time to just weep and feel bad about ourselves. Holy Week is the time we come here to church to focus our attention on Jesus who takes our place and forgives our sin. We look at the cross knowing that what Jesus does is for me, for you, for our sin. Today we know he rides in to make things right, to forgive us. 
And so this Holy Week, dear friends, I encourage you to come to church as often as you can, to hear God's word, to receive God's gifts as they are offered in all of our services this week. I encourage you to let your eyes be focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ, obedient even to the point of death, death on a cross for you for your sin. In the name of Jesus, amen.